You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. <laughs> and I'm Teresa Curley. Are you Sorry, sure about that? Crack it up over here. It's a Monday. <laughs> it's a Monday. Thanks for joining us, folks. It's Real Presence Live and... We've had a great morning already this morning, two great guests talking about great fundraisers. Great, 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 great. I think I'm <laughs> obsessed with that word this morning. <laughs> We're not mo- a bad word. No, it's not. <laughs> We're moving right along this morning. We've got Mary Weber on the line. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. So tell the listeners a little bit about what it is you do, Mary. Sure. I'm one of the counselors at Catholic Family Services here in Sioux Falls, and we provide counseling and retreats and education to parishioners in our diocese. Beautiful. Well, and I was out and about this week, and I was in Walmart, the Walmart, and they were playing Christmas music. And I kind of felt yeah. a little hostile about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the holidays are coming up, and we're going to, obviously, we start with Halloween is one of the things we celebrate or pastime, and then All Saints Day, and then we move into Thanksgiving and Christmas. But the holidays aren't always fun for everybody. Can you talk about that? Sure. You know, I'm... I've especially been thinking of all those that are grieving this holiday season. So I've been thinking of those that have lost a loved one to death. But, I mean, obviously it could be any losses, you know, divorce or a job or, you know, there's just so many losses. And I think, just like you said with those songs that you were hearing overhead, you know, every show that comes on now between Thanksgiving and Christmas, every song, every advertisement, it's family, 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 everybody's happy, everybody's gathering. And we just know that's not true for many people, especially those that have lost a loved one. So whether this is their first holiday season without that loved one, or even their second, third, or fifth, um, there's still still this sense of something is missing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it's hard because um, we tend to just assume everybody is happy and joyful at this time of year. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's probably, I would say, a large percentage struggle with this time of year. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's where that definition of bittersweet comes in, because mm. there's some sweetness that the holidays bring, but then some people's reality don't match that sweetness, yeah. and then there can be like that hardness or that bitterness, sadness, and grief. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some things that we can remember? Say we know someone who's recently lost somebody at this time of year. What's some? What are some things that we can remember as um, supporting a loved one through this time? Yeah, such a great question. You know, I think one of the biggest things is reach out to people, you know, with a phone call, with a text, with a note. One of the things, and, and I've made this mistake myself, is, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Well, mm-hmm. if you're the one with a hurting heart, it's kind of hard to be the one to reach out. So 
um, I'm amazed at the number of people that say, Gal, just getting a text thinking of you, or hey, I'd like to bring you a cup of coffee or a hot chocolate, or hey, could I do this, this, or this for you? You know, give people choices. Um, I think mm. that is so powerful because everybody wants to feel like they're being seen and heard. And then I think another thing is to give people with grieving hearts just lots of grace that they might say, hey, yeah, I, I'd i like to come to that holiday event, and then that day comes, and maybe they're just feeling very overwhelmed with grief, so maybe they come, but they stay a shorter period of time, or maybe they're not able to come at all and just offer a lot of grace that they are doing the best they can to get through the day and, and just keep discerning, how can I love on this person well? That's great. Those are great ideas. Well, and one thing that I worry about, Mary, is that um, someone I know that is grieving, if it's been... So I've I've heard from um, friends that have grieved that, you know, the first few weeks are extremely hard and there's a lot of family and support around. And then there becomes yeah. this this lull of everybody is gone mm-hmm. and everybody's gone home. Talk a little bit about mm-hmm. grieving during that period. Yeah, you are absolutely right. You know, and at the beginning, whatever that beginning of grief is, Another thing that happens is we're a little numb during that time because mm. we're we're on overload, we're in shock. So everybody's just loving on us and everybody's bringing the casseroles and doing all those things. Well, then when reality starts sinking in, like, wow, this really is my story. This loved one isn't coming back. Mm. Unfortunately, it coincides with when people have kind of gone back to their own lives. So there's not as many letters coming in the mail. You're, you're not getting as many phone calls. So what I try and do, I don't always get it right, but I think of those people in my life that I know have grieving hearts, and I just make little notes in my calendar. So maybe once a month I'm checking in with them, or every two months I'm trying to send them something, at least for that first year, that first 18 months, and then maybe it spreads out a little bit. But to try and be intentional that, you know, their heart is hurting for a long time, not just for that first few days or weeks. What a great idea. Do you think it's hard on them? And this is the other thing I worry about is that I am, you know, opening an old wound. I'm reminding them I am hurting them over and over again by continuing to do things like that. Do you think that part is true? I don't think so. I hear that over and over that people will say, well, I didn't want to bring that up to them, and then the Mm -hmm. person that's grieving will say, you know what, I'm already sad. But so I can either be sad and alone, or I can be sad with (laughs) someone. They're they're already thinking about it. (laughs) Yes, yes. So they love when someone shares a memory or brings up that person's name, because um, it's, it's, they're on their heart anyway, and and so when someone says, I've just been thinking about you extra, or I remember this really neat story about your spouse or your dad or your child, I mean, that just warms their heart, because the memories is what they get to hang on to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's important to remember that person's life wasn't just the end, it was the entire yeah. experience. So, yeah, what exactly. great advice. Exactly. What are some mistakes that you have seen um, people make or heard of people making when it's dealing with a grieving one? 
Well, for the person that is grieving, one one thing that I've watched people kind of stumble through is I'm going to try and keep the holidays exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And and the truth with that is they're not the same. It is different, and I think we almost have to acknowledge that it's different. And then with that said, then do whatever speaks to your heart. So if it's like, no, we really want to do this, absolutely, then go ahead and do this. But but when we kind of have this, well, if I keep everything the same, it'll feel exactly the same. That's the piece that we get into a little trouble because your heart knows the truth. Your heart knows there's someone that's supposed to be at this table that isn't. Um, so it seems like if people can do, think of those little extra things. You know, sometimes we just did a little event here on Saturday for those that are grieving. And so we were talking about Thanksgiving and, you know, some were saying we are going to make a, that, that favorite food that that person loved, or we are going to light a candle and have the candle on the table to remember them, or we are going to say a special prayer at the beginning of the meal to just simply honor and love on that person that's not here and love on us that are grieving. Mm. So I think, um, I just think it's permission to know that it will be different. Do what speaks to your heart. Give yourself permission to change your mind. And Mm -hmm. also give yourself permission, if you're the one that's grieving, to say no. Like this year, maybe you're not going to um, make those eight dozen cookies that you typically do every year um, because maybe you just don't have the energy this year. And so Mm -hmm. it's okay to say, you know, thank you for the invitation. I'm not able to. Or this year I'm going to pass on that. But please ask me again next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. What are some misconceptions people might have? Um, they Let's say they lose a, an elderly parent and two of the siblings are acting one way and one of the other siblings is acting another way and they're all frustrated with each other because they don't think they're acting appropriately. Do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> you know <laughs> what? That is... Yeah. Yeah, that is such an excellent question. And sometimes I think we just got to talk about the elephant in the living room and <laughs> and maybe they need to just address it with each other because people grieve in their own way. Everybody does it individual. And it's also based on the relationship you had with that person. Mm-hmm. So some are very open with, with their tears and public grieving. Some like to do it more in private. Um, some like to not verbally express it but they like to write it. And and I just think if we just can acknowledge, you know what, all of our hearts are grieving this year and we're all doing it different and that's okay. You know, just that acknowledgement. I think that that can be enough. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Mary Weber. She's the Associate Clinical Director of Catholic Family Services, and we're just talking about grieving during the holidays. Um, And she's talking about some do's and don'ts during the holiday season, if you know someone who is grieving or if you are someone who's grieving, we're kind of going to switch gears, Mary, after break towards what to do if you are grieving during the holidays versus supporting somebody who is grieving during the holidays. Okay. Um, so what would you say is a mistake that we make or people say to one another or to someone who is grieving? What are some mistakes we make um, as those trying to support, but it's really not helpful. Sure. To say things like, um, 
you know, you're not over that yet, or Mm. gosh, it's been a whole year, Mm. or I think you should do this, this, and this, Mm. because not that we can't say, here's one thing that helped me, but, um, you know, trusting that that person knows their grief better than we do. So not to say, oh, you should do this, this, mm-hmm. and this. I think another thing, and, and I know we mean it well, but I think some of those cliche sayings um, don't typically help, especially the newly bereaved, like, he's in a better place or, you know, God has a greater plan. You know, the person knows all that. They, you know, they're, they're a person of faith. They know their, their loved one is with God. They know that's what we're all striving for. But they're, they're human, and in their humanity, they're grieving. So some of those cliche sayings aren't typically helpful. Hmm. And, and then the other piece is telling people what they should or should not do, because they're already trying to navigate these waters. And so more just being a great listening ear, loving them, um, offering to do some things for them. I think those, you know, walk alongside of someone, don't feel like we have to lead them. Right, right. Because so many times we want to just help our friend by fixing them, <laughs> our loved one. Right. <laughs> and we because just it kind of triggers our unco- it, it triggers our uncomfortableness yeah, with grief. Absolutely. And and you know it, I always tell people think of your one of your hardest times you've ever been in. You didn't need a lecture. You didn't need cliche sayings. Just wanted someone to be there and support you to oh. go for a walk with you, have a cup of coffee. You know it's just not the time or place to impart just tons of knowledge. Um, it's it's more of a time to simply be present. Great advice, Mary. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a li- more with Mary Weber, and we're going to discuss a little bit more about if you are heading into the holiday season and you are grieving a loved one for the first time. So what you can do, and then some different ways that Catholic Family Services is offering help in our area. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You know, really, when I'm driving anymore, if I'm, you know, going to church, going to appointments, when I'm not praying, I only have one station on, and that's our Real Presence Radio. A ministry I've been doing long before I was uh, a deacon, was ordained a deacon, is returning Catholics. I know that people have actually come to our program because they heard it being advertised on Real Presence Radio. And so uh, I also encourage people to listen to it, to maybe pick up some of the, you know, if they don't know the rosary, they can pray with the rosary, listening on on uh, Real Presence Radio, or Divine Mercy Chaplet, or even hear the Mass. So there's a lot of opportunities to stay connected to your faith when you're 
out and about. And that's what I really encourage people to do. And, and I, I know it's, it's been a positive influence uh, in our diet. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And that's Teresa Curley. Sorry. <laughs> She's got a mouthful of coffee here, folks. We're having Sorry a about that. <laughs> We're having a little chat. We're drinking some coffee. We're having a great morning broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thanks for joining us today. We're having a really interesting conversation with Mary Weber. She's the Associate Clinical Director over at Catholic Family Services and just offering some guidance for us who um, may have a loved one who's dealing with grief through the holidays. And I wanted to switch gears a little bit, Mary, on this side of the break and give some advice and encouragement for those who may be grieving for the first time these holidays. So, what are some things that we can keep in mind if this is our first time uh, grieving during the holidays? What are, what's some advice you can give us? Sure. I think to remember that you aren't alone in your grief, even though I know you might have some very lonely, lonely moments, that you do have family, friends, church communities, um, places like Catholic Family Services that that will listen to you, support you, walk with you on this journey. And it's also okay during these holiday seasons to have moments of hope and sorrow. You know, that sometimes we think, well, if we're having a good moment, that means that I've, I'm not grieving or I'm, I've forgotten that person. And, and I always think, you know what, our hearts, we are designed so beautifully, we can have hope and grief at the same time, or we can have joy and sadness, and they can sit side by side. So do things that feel good to you, that are that are healthy for you. Give yourself permission to say yes to things and also to say no to things, knowing that you might not have that same amount of energy as you did last year, and to give yourself some time and space to grieve. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to a big... Um, family holiday event, you know, take some time for yourself before that and also take some time afterwards because even if it's a very joyful event, because you are experiencing grief, you might feel really exhausted when you get home. So then to make sure we're not just packing every day as full as we can to, yeah. to discern what can I do and also what can't I do and give yourself space for some rest. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really important, too, because we're so used to just pushing ourselves to the limit. And in the end, yeah. it's going to cost way more. If And then if you just maintain throughout your throughout your days. So how about um, 
people who struggle, I, we're heading into a, a time period where things are very traditional. And you spoke to this earlier about setting a place for a deceased loved one or making their favorite uh, dish at the holiday meal, things like that. What happens when that becomes um, something sort of obsessive, like you, nothing can change and you become very rigid about that? Mm-hmm. Is there a point where that becomes unhealthy? Sure. I think you just want to keep evaluating, you know, each year or each holiday, because sometimes what was needed or meaningful at one holiday or that first holiday might not be as meaningful the next holiday. Mm -hmm. So to give yourself permission to say, Mm -hmm. is this meaningful? Does this speak to me? Um, and, And if you're at a different point in your grief, to be okay with that, that, you know what, this is what I needed this first year, but now this year it's looking a little different to me, because that's what'll happen with grief, is it'll ebb and flow, and it'll change, and we learn to carry it differently, and so to to not say, well, I did it this one way once, I have to do it this way forever, allow yourself to adapt as, as your grief changes. Yeah, that's great advice, great advice. So Catholic Family Services has some great ways that they are going to help if you are experiencing grief and you feel kind of lost. Can you talk about some of the things that Catholic Family Services offers? Right. Well, we're just finishing up with our fall grief um, share series, and we'll be starting that again February 1st. And we do have a very special event, Thursday, December 9th. We are hosting it at St. Therese Catholic Church here in Sioux Falls, and it's going to start at 6.30. We wanted to invite people back into the church, because sometimes Mm -hmm. when our heart is grieving, sometimes church can be a hard place to be. because you can imagine your loved one sitting next to you, and and so maybe there's there's grief mixed with your faith, and so we just wanted to have this night of just come back, come into the this beautiful small church. We named the event "He Is Stable," thinking of like the manger, the stable, and that even though we have a lot swirling on in our life, God is stable, and He is there, and He is present. And we're going to have speakers. Father o- Kevin Odell is going to speak, and uh, Amber Kolaskik, um, I think I said her last name wrong, but she's a wonderful woman from Westington Springs who lost their son, and she is going to talk about how faith helped her through her grief journey. We're going to do a candle lighting ceremony where everybody can light a candle for their loved one, and then, of course, we're ending with hot chocolate and cookies Perfect. and an ornament for everybody, and just a time of fellowship to to help those with a grieving heart know you're seen, you're heard, you're loved. Yeah. Well, and I used to work for Catholic Family Services. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the experiences that you have heard from group therapy? And so this sounds like this will be not necessarily group therapy, but a group of people coming together to grieve. How important and how beneficial that can be? Yeah, I don't even have big enough words to describe it. It is so powerful when you have people sitting with each other in a circle or however it's set up, saying, and there's that feeling of, 
I am not alone. Mm -hmm. And when you've had that hard thought or that big feeling and you say it out loud and you have all these beautiful eyes nodding, you know, and this acknowledgement of, I get you, I felt that way. Um, And then you have some that are farther along the grief journey that might say, well, this is one of the things I tried that was helpful. Mm -hmm. And then you also find that there's some newer in their grief. So when you feel like, wow, maybe I am a little stuck, you can see, wow, I remember being at that point in the, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the grief journey, and here I am, and I do have some encouragement to give someone else. It's it's one of the most powerful experiences to witness. Absolutely. And and it's amazing to, yeah, and then to watch people have tears and then also laughter at times, too. And you think, how can that come from a grief group? (laughs) But but just it's people loving the humanity and one another and, and understanding what one another's going through. Yeah, absolutely. Very powerful, very beautiful thing. So again, give us the date and time of this event. Yes, the He is Stable, it's a night for grieving hearts to find rest in His peace, December 9th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at St. Therese Catholic Church. And to register for that event, just so we know um, how many ornaments to purchase and candles to light, um, please call 988-3775, which is Catholic Family Services, and we will get you registered. And that it is for the whole family. We do have some activities for school-age children that will take place during the during the time that the presenters are speaking, and then the kids will get to come back in to be part of the candlelight service. Wonderful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. a cost to going? It'll be a free will donation, but no, this wow. is something that Catholic Family Services is wanting to provide. Beautiful. Well, we're coming to the end of our interview, Mary. Any last thoughts uh, for those that are listening before we let you go? I think just to know that we don't want anyone to feel alone, and we know that there is hope even in those darkest moments. Amen. Mary, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so that was Mary Weber. She is the Associate Clinical Director of Catholic Family Services, talking about an event for those that are grieving this holiday season. And it doesn't have to be the first time you're grieving. Um, the grief goes on for a long time. This may be the 20th year. And I know from experience that Catholic Family Services would welcome you with open arms if you're still struggling 20 years later. So it's He is Stable, and it's held at St. Therese Parish here in Sioux Falls, December 9th from 6.30 to 8. What a cool way to find community. Right. Just in, like, in the hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing after working there, just the people and how close they become with each other going Mm -hmm. through these different types of retreats and groups and evenings and such. So Catholic Family Services also offers a really large... um, grief program. They're known for their grief (laughs) programs. And so if you are grieving and this doesn't quite fit in with your calendar, just give them a call and they will be able to set you up with a a group of some kind. I'm sure of it. That's awesome. So 
Very good. Well, folks, we have uh, another break coming up here. If you've missed any of the first hour, you can always go to realpresenceradio.com and you can find uh, the podcasts up there probably tomorrow. We're having a, a few staff issues this morning. <laughs> One got stuck in Dallas. So <laughs> so uh, podcasts will probably be putting it up tomorrow, but you can always go to realpresenceradio.com or you can find our podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts. So check us out. More Real Presence Live right after this break. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 